Hello, and welcome to Wishful Thinking, Geekway's podcast where expectations meet with crushing reality in all forms of pop culture. Sometimes we're impressed, sometimes disappointed. Who knows what'll happen? My name is Eric, hosting today for my obsession with all things niche comics, and today we're looking at Black Adam, latest DCEU movie with Dwayne Johnson in the spotlight. Today I'm joined by my group mates Jackson, PR, Myrie, and Parker. Say hi, everybody. Hi. How's it going? For so, only listeners, uh, Parker just nodded. oh boy all right so it's a new film in the dceu franchise that not all of us have really followed like what's our experience individually with how much do you keep up with dc films compared to what marvel's doing (laughs) i watch every dceu movie um i love like comics um I don't read as much anymore, but I used to a lot when I was a kid. But um, when it comes to like the DCEU, I've seen everything. Green Lantern is still, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, wow. Okay, <laughs> dude, I I love almost all of them for wildly different reasons. Yeah, like I can't say that all of them are good. No, but I do appreciate most of them. True of the DC movies. Yeah. Guys. Hey, I mean, my favorite superhero movie is still The Amazing Spider-Man. I don't have yes. much right to judge what okay. I don't blame you. other people Fair. say is good that or not. Is so that is a good one. Fair. Listen, I'm about to be so cynical, you guys. I really strongly dislike the DC Universe, and I'm so sorry up front. Um, <laughs> I watched the four-hour version of Justice League, and... It was agonizing, to say the least. I'm so I I can tell. There's I. Oh, I agree. I, I, it's not good. Okay, I feel like I've brought in um like I am the villain of this podcast right now. No, I'm not saying all the DCEU movies are good. Yeah, I'm just saying that I can I watch all of them for sure. Okay, and I enjoy. If I don't like the whole movie, I still enjoy big parts of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the uh, the Snyder cut. Um, I think, you know, the costume yeah, that's design way and, too big a part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the like the the Snyder cut, like I think the costume design and like, you know, the the directing and stuff, it was decent. Um, did I like that Wonder Woman's theme song played every time she was on screen? No. <laughs> See, I don't know. So much of that is just Zack Snyder, and personally I don't like Zack Snyder's sort of directing. So I don't know, because some of the direction of the DC is really cool. Like the James Gunn sort of Suicide Squad, the new one, not the old one. And then I like, was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate to make, like, you know, it's a whole thing. Uh, Peacemaker was really good. And then, like, I feel like Batman v Superman was also, like, pretty good. I mean, I guess that's also sort of like that, but I don't know. It's, I definitely like half of the DC more than the other half. I think DC okay. just needs to lean into their R rating because their yeah. comics have always been traditionally very dark. Um, but for a while, they were trying to mimic what Marvel was doing to be that witty one-liner. That's a really good point, honestly. Like, they could, they have so much potential. And, like, I feel like they keep trying to copycat Marvel. And it's just not working out for them because everyone's like, you're I think worse. It, well, to be fair, I think it worked better with Shazam. Uh, you know, just given that it is kind of an inherently ridiculous idea of the kid transforming yeah. into an adult. It, personally, with DC, I think... It comes down to they got to lean into each series' strengths because they got a whole myriad of, you know, tones that can work between, you know, what works for Batman is not going to work for Superman and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Have, did any of you guys watch Aquaman? Because I oh, have yes. no idea what kind of time. I actually oh, really enjoyed Aquaman. So my my thing about uh, the DC movies is I appreciate the bad ones so much because they forced DC to pivot where Marvel struck the perfect tone with Iron Man and they were just like, cool, I don't have to change anything. We just need to come up with stories. We have the perfect tone. We move on. DC had to stumble so bad. And because they stumbled so bad, they were like, screw it. James Wan, you want to make a Aquaman movie? We'll give you a budget and you can do whatever the crap you want to do. And he was like, I'm going to make Julie Andrews a, a big octopus. And they're like, good. Um, That's the move. And, and you said you're the villain. Uh, hi. Um, I'm Parker. And my favorite superhero movie ever is Wonder Woman 1984. What? Are you joking? Okay. Yes. You're, not, you're okay. not serious, right? I'm 100% serious. That's Why? Real? It's so bad. That movie has my heart. It is unbridled optimism, and it is beautiful. It is uh, like a beautiful, like modern day um, Richard Donner Superman. The movie. It is just like it. I, I just appreciate I don't know it so much. Friends because violence I did mean, not solve. <laughs> I really, yeah. Wow. I wish I could rewatch that movie with your eyes because I probably was. Dude, wow. I had such a great time. <laughs> I was just bored. Like, yeah, I was dude, disappointed for mind. sure. Oh my gosh. Especially after movie. the first Wonder Woman, which exactly. was like fantastic, yeah. right? And then they dropped 1984 and I was like, what is this flaming Every time dogma? Pedro Pascal showed up, I was like full in. And then every time he wasn't, I was like, what is even? He, he like, did, he and did it was only because his of his looks. I'm going to be honest. His dialogue was trash, but like. <laughs> Joel, yeah. Dude, you talk about trash dialogue. Superhero movies are just so <laughs> corny. If you take a second to like step back. And like, what did that man just say in a, you know, in a bird costume? <laughs> Something about, uh, you know, we are the gatekeepers of like safety in the world. You're like, you yeah. look absolutely ridiculous and you are taking yourself so seriously. 40 people so, are dying and then I, they like drop a line where they're like, well, this is fun. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> so that's okay. why I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy and in hindsight. No. Ooh, okay. Really? Hot take. Okay. Well, to be fair, I like it as a movie. I don't like what it did to the rest of the Marvel franchise because it feels like for years after that, every Marvel movie wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Fair. <laughs> yep. to try to like, that is very I true. Mean, yep. Even just coming off of like Wakanda Forever, there were some moments where it felt like there were a couple of characters that were just there for the MCU uh, humor sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Where they mm -hmm. just drop like a line and you're just like, kind of like what Parker, yeah. yeah, like kind of what Parker <laughs> said of like, oh, that's like, you're going to take a step back and realize oh, there are so many people dying and you're like, yeah, let's go. I'm flying or like just some <laughs> weird humor stuff that's like not applicable to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel fair. really struggles with that, especially I think phase three, phase four onwards. Um, Moon Knight, I think, was really having a hard time balancing the comedy with the drama. And, you know, to circle it back to what we were yeah. getting started. Guys, this is going to happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those listening at home, we got a lot of opinions on superheroes. So we are probably going to be diverting to all corners in this episode. But uh, <laughs> with Black Adam, uh, how do you think they're going to handle the tone in this movie because I don't know about you, but looking at some of the little quotes in the movie, you know, like where they're stopping everything to just question, did that guy just 
catch a rocket after literally showing us in the trailer that he did catch the rocket. Just indeed. in case you missed it. Just yeah. in case you missed that he <laughs> caught a rocket, by the way. Just <laughs> don't notice like how crazy that is. That you is know? wild. Like, guys, we need to draw attention. By the he way. Just caught a like, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. It's, it's for the audio listeners, you know, like. They have to very clearly show and then tell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Film uh, theory. What's that? <laughs> to go off your question, I think like it's definitely in the rocks. Like he, I know when I was like reading about the movie and everything, like he wanted to take this role really seriously. Like that was his whole thing. And everybody in the comment sections of the trailers was like, he's finally doing it. He's not trying comedic relief. So we'll see how that goes. See, I get that he's not. But is the rest of the movie going to do a comment? Like, that's the sort of thing where a lot of the lines that he says in the trailers are very, like, serious. This is serious topics, and I'm The Rock, and I've got a deep voice, and I'm going <laughs> to save the world. And then it seems like from the rest of the characters, there's, like, some sort of comment. Like, they're not going along with the tone that he's setting, sort of. Yeah, right. We'll have to see. Yeah, that that is going to be really interesting because it is clearly not just his movie. We have all of these... C-list DC heroes. Okay, let's be fair. As niche as some Marvel Cinematic Universe characters can be, I don't think anybody knows who Dr. Fate or Adam Smasher is unless they already have read comics. I mean, I didn't right. Or play out. games. So when it comes to like Injustice, right? Yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. Fate was in Injustice. I so. forgot about that. Okay, I recognized his character design. I was like, where is it from? I forgot yep. about Injustice. Yeah, yeah, that was so, a good time. <laughs> I think for a lot of these niche characters, like Dr. Fate, Hawkman, stuff like that, I think for people who play the games, even if they don't read the comics, they will have some sort of exposure. Um, but I don't, but you're right. It's it's definitely more niche than Marvel is because Marvel became so mainstream so fast. Yeah. And, you know, I've, Reading into some of the analyses that people have put into it, that's something a lot of other people have been worried about is like, are they just going to dump all of this lore onto people without, ex- without you know... Too much exposition? Yeah, are they going to do too much exposition on these characters and drag the pace of the movie down? Or are they going to just assume that people know who they already are, which... It's Dr. Fate. I don't think they're expecting anybody to know him too deeply. I mean, judging but. off of like Justice League and how they, they handled Darkseid, I'm almost confident that they're just going to throw him in there and just be like, let's see what happens. Um, It'll be one of those things where like the comic book people know who this is. And if you want to learn more about this character, there's ways to learn more about these characters, but we're not going to sure. touch upon it. Like, they're, they're, I think they are definitely in that ballpark, especially with a lot of their movies. Like, you know, um, I like let's for for Justice League. I knew who Darkseid was. I knew who the Parademons were. I knew you know all that stuff. But my brother did not. So when we went and go, we went to go see it. He was like, "Yo, who's this guy?" And I had to exp- like literally explain it to him. Um, and then you know he went and like Googled it after. Mm-hmm. But I think for a large audience who's just like you know the everyday moviegoer going to see Dwayne Johnson, exactly yeah. right. They, it's yeah. a Dwayne Johnson movie at the end of the day. So they're like, "Oh, I love The Rock. Let's go see it." And then. They get there and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess that's a good point because like Dwayne has not really been in the most ex- or like. Um, I don't think he's played a movies. villain since um, Scorpion King. <gasps> oh, call me out. I don't know his filmography, I, but I mean, since he's been 
Dwayne Johnson and not The Rock. I don't know if he's played a villain. You just unearthed that movie. I mean, it's like four quarters on Fast and Furious. He's like, but then he became the hero, right? Then he became like a good guy. Yeah, he became like an anti-hero. That's the one I was gonna mention. Of like, I don't know. He's his movies are not usually like the best. Fast and Furious, like I've watched all of them, and they are like fun little things. But it's not like I'm gonna be like, guys. This movie franchise is one of the best ever. No, it's a fun How little time. How dare you? <laughs> like, Take Vin Diesel's time. name out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Although, rest in peace, uh, Paul Walker, because yeah, he was the last good part of the, the franchise. I fair, wholeheartedly fair assessment. That. Yeah, you know. I, the most I personally know of Dwayne's acting career is... Hobbs and Shaw, because I am a simpleton who has not watched Fast and Furious. Maui... And Maui. Oh, 20, he was Maui. No one. He was yeah. twenty-one. He was ninety-nine from the Get Smart. Oh, yes. you guys mm. remember yes. Get Smart? Okay, Smart thank you. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the game plan? I love the game. The game plan was so good. good. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty good. The actually. game plan. Oh, that's like what I I would rewatch the movie all the time. So I just like I knew The Rock from that. Like that's such a niche movie to be like, oh yeah, The Rock from the game plan. <laughs> and Vin Diesel from The Pacifier. <laughs> I was gonna say triple X for Vin Diesel, but nah. Yeah. Vin Diesel from Saving Private Ryan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> most well known. Oh, wasn't he Groot? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, Curtis Brewers too. I think so far from what we've seen in the trailers, he really looks like he's trying to play this character. You know, it's not just oh, here's Dwayne Johnson being a superhero. Yeah. Like it actually mm-hmm. feels like he he's being cares about the lore of this. And I imagine he would, because apparently he's been trying to get into this role for like 15 years now. Yeah. It took I'm a while that. for this to get made. It took yeah. almost 10 years of like on and off production. Wow. Yeah. Um, and was Dwayne supposed to be Black Island like the whole time? The whole time. Wow. He produced so, it, right? Like he was. He's, he's a co-producer on yeah. it, but um, he just, the the studio was in a very dark place for a mm-hmm. while, um, especially, you know, after the fail of of a lot of their movies and then the rise of Marvel. So they had to really yeah. scramble to restructure. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. And they really just put him on the that. back burner. Yeah. And he was trying to get it made. And I believe it was refilmed a couple times, a bunch of stuff rewritten, um, you know, casting changes, everything. But uh, it, this was in production for almost 10 to 15 years. Well, I bet they didn't want to base a movie off of a villain while they were being accused of being too dark with their like, mainstream heroes like superman mm-hmm. right so, like they were gonna they were trying to counteract that and go more lighthearted or more um see but that was following their... marvel instead of going deeper into darkness with black adam that's yeah. where they messed up yeah when they go dark with their villains mm-hmm. they succeed mm-hmm. joker is a very good observation of that right um I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Joker. Like, I mean, the character's great. I'm t- I don't know if you're talking about the movie. Hold so yeah, okay, Joker. On. So with Joaquin Phoenix, why do you think it's... <laughs> you said Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you have no here. <laughs> <laughs> Who no has a degree on... in film? Uh, I'm also a film major. No, <laughs> you don't have a degree. You don't have a degree. degree. You have a, <laughs> We're students. Hey, hey, I was a film major for two months, all right? I... And you know how insufferable we are. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. You're an information systems major. No. I'm technically a film minor then. <laughs> I'm halfway done with my minor. There you go. Oh, God, we're but, already gatekeeping. We are comic book fans. <laughs> uh, no, but so, okay, wh- whatever your feelings are with uh, the Joker and how they went about it, you know, I agree it is basically Taxi Driver with 
makeup. A okay. I agree with you. I'm, I'm no, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also saying Taxi Driver was a good movie. Period. I love The Joker. I loved it That's too. I'm not going to lie to you. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> I have many thoughts, but I don't want to get into it. I <laughs> am I the say. individual that watches The Joker and will gaslight you into also loving The Joker. I'm not saying I don't like <laughs> our double feature. Yeah. You may be able to watch. <laughs> but the I'm Joker saying and they succeed. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, no. But I am saying that they're when they go dark when it, with villains, they succeed. When they go light with heroes... They have a better chance. I mean, like, I mean, and this that's is DC. why I hate Man of Steel so much because they had the bright and optimistic character and they ruined it. They went too yeah. dark. Yeah. Superman is supposed to be this light of hope, and that's why when they went dark, Space nobody Jesus. liked it. That's why it worked with like Space the Dark Knight Space Jesus. of like yeah. they made the villains super dark, and like the whole thing is dark because it's Batman that works out. When you do the same sort of thing with Superman, who's supposed to be this beacon of light and like a happy, optimistic sort of hero. I don't know if that really works that way. Because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, I agree with you. And that's why when, you know, when the whole re-scrambling was going on, like re-scrambling for, oh, we got to, you know, catch up to Marvel. Then they decided, hey, you know, maybe let's rewrite to make it more fun. No. They, when they goes to villains, Black Adam is, maybe he's not a villain, technically. I guess he's anti-hero. sort of an anti-hero, right? But he's dark. He kills. He, you know, he's he's not afraid of going there. And they should not shy away from when it's dark, go dark, lean into the R. When it's hope and sunshine, make it a Marvel movie. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, I think that's going to be where DC is going to shine. Possibly even more than Marvel is they have popular characters like on a whole spectrum of Joker to... Harley Quinn to Black Adam to Calendar Man. Superman. Calendar Man's a- Kite Man. Oh, yeah. Kite Man. So they can possibly do whatever they want with any movie. You might never know what you're going to get from a DC movie. But, you know, with Marvel, you're usually going to know exactly what you get from their plots. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they took Peacemaker, who was like a character that everyone kind of thought was just a side character in Suicide Squad and made it into a really good TV show that, like you said, covers a lot of dark things and it keeps like the optimistic tone, but it's not afraid to go into like the dark stuff. No, by no means. And that's the whole thing with Peacemaker, right? Even in Suicide Squad, he said, I will do anything to protect quote unquote peace. Yeah. And when he says anything, he means I'll blow someone's brains out. And they show that. They're not like, I feel like if it was a Marvel thing, they'd like, <laughs> or suck a beef, beef stick. Yeah, they would, yeah, yeah, you know, they would just skip past all of the gore stuff, yeah. which is what happened to Moon Knight. Spoilers oh. for anybody who's watched that. Yeah. Although Oscar, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, gem. Mm-hmm. gem. Chef's kiss. Even though the, the show, you know, had its problems, he was he killing was, the game. He was the way that doing they're like, that's why the show went for it. I really hope that your mic caught that. <laughs> I try to get away. <laughs> um, I will say, as like a you know, uh, obviously a, not a super big DC enjoyer. I do fake have fan. a fake fan. I'm I'm a fraud being here. No, I do feel bad for like the DC universe because I feel like it's it's not their fault that Marvel is so mainstream. And even like 
when watching the trailers and stuff, people are automatically going to make those associations. So it's like they can't escape Marvel, which kind of sucks. Like, because mm-hmm. they have Dr. Fate and you see all the comments are like, oh, he's just like off-brand Dr. Strange. And you're like, no, these both of these characters have been around forever, <laughs> but they will never escape that. Same with like Adam Smasher. Yeah. Parker and I were talking about how it looked like Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's rough for them. And I, I do feel for them. Like it, they're trying their best. <laughs> But that's like, like you said, their feud goes back so far. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's why they have such similar characters. Because back in the days, you know, when they were really competing in the comic space, um, you know, one would come out with this and they'd be like, oh, we got to fight that. So let's make a, a similar character. Me personally, I like Dr. Fate a little bit more than Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how that works out in the movie. To be yeah, honest. I have barely any idea who any of the side heroes were beyond Dr. Fate just because of Young Justice, but <laughs> Cyclone, I had to look her up, and it's only now that I realized, oh, she's related to Red Tornado, the original one, before it was a cyborg. <laughs> awesome. <Thomas> <laughs> 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 They're so intertwined. Just, oh. just think uh, Storm knockoff. No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's just so many superheroes, and it sucks that they're like, there's a lot of them that it's like, it's this superhero. But what if they also... <laughs> like, okay. With a blue costume this time. <laughs> God, you know, yeah. I can't believe that DC would just rip off Quicksilver with the Flash. Who are they fooling? Okay. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, boy. But back to uh, back to Black Adam. This, you know, there's a lot of mixed emotions for I'm sure, a lot of people, especially because it took so long to get made. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, Eric, do you have any, like, stats for us that might help ease the audience uh stats on like like box black adam like what, what what should what should they expect out of black adam compared As to like character. yeah well uh truth be told i have not been familiar with black adam until reading up on some of his comic history until Fake recently fan. but Ooh, <laughs> you're leading this podcast right now <laughs> oh man i'm in the hot seat <laughs> we're all looking at you but uh after skimming some of his origins from both his earliest incarnation, like 1945 uh, DC, which is corny, but you should check it out, or the New 52 Shazam that was around 2013, I want to say, it seems like we're mostly getting the New 52 incarnation mm. where it's they already name drop him Teth Adam, and he is, you know, this Egyptian slave that wants to use his power to basically instigate this much more violent insurrection. And that was mainly why he, the original wizard Shazam tried to seal him away. And now that he's been freed, he is here to wreck shit on everybody. But, you know, I honestly do not know how they are going to handle him as the lead character because before he's whenever he comes up he is usually being put in proximity to shazam but they're not going to be wanting to do that until the like third shazam movie and who knows when that's going to happen so that's honestly my biggest curiosity is how are they going to handle the villain protagonist right kind of Mm -hmm. thing you know, the closest we have ever gotten so far was either Joker, which I I don't think they're going to 
go that route because that right. is much more psychological drama and yeah. you can't have joker with a godly cosmic being like this it's just yeah two no. things yeah joker is a madman yeah. and yeah. he is more of like you're like you were saying like a god like a all you know all powerful being yeah mm-hmm. and well, you you breathed before I breathed, so you take this one. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I have a very specific pecking order here. I have a, um, like, not comparison thought, but, like, you know how when um, Infinity War came out, um, it was like, whose movie is this? Is it really the Avengers movie? There's so many people in it, and everyone was like, or people were like, people were like, it's Thanos' movie because he's the protagonist. It's his journey to get the Infinity Stones and to, to do that. I sort of see a connection with we have um, the Black Adam, who is an anti-hero villain type character. I really don't know what his goal is from the trailers. It just seems like he's there to wreck shit and and be around. And then we have Hawkman and and Adam Smasher and trying Doctor to do Dan damage trying control. To it seems damage like. control him, yeah. right? Yeah. And I just I don't see how they interact with each other. But what I see is a bunch of heroes trying to stop this villain so there's probably i don't know that's that's what i see from it well usually in his first few appearances black adam has always targeted shazam or captain marvel Mm -hmm. because he wants the rest of the power that the wizard shazam granted he's only got a fraction of it so he is trying to become the next rifle ruler Mm -hmm. but you know again shazam's not in this movie so i honestly don't know where they're gonna take him it could just be that he is on a rampage of revenge or maybe given his disdain for other world leaders from the original comics because they remind him of the pharaoh who tortured him maybe he's gonna be trying to kill off un or something (laughs) it could be anything geopolitical content with with dwayne johnson yeah so (laughs) well i mean amanda waller is confirmed in the movie so you know that there is going to be some conflict when it comes to quote-unquote authority. Yeah. Right? Like, Amanda Waller the in the DCEU is is essentially... Not S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, not S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just compare the U.S. government to Hydra? Maybe. Not. Ooh. You're not that far off. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what political context? Uh, yeah, Amanda Waller, you know, as we know, she's not a good person. Um, the worst, in fact. literally a the monster. Worst, yeah. <laughs> Which I think the suicide, like you know, Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, make the argument that that's what's needed in this universe. And so I'm, I don't know. I'm curious if that's what they're going to lean into also with Black Adam of like we've got this giant anti-hero villain, whatever wrecking shit. We need Amanda Waller to show up and be that sort of fierce authority and necessary evil. Necessary to... evil to beat the people. On See, but here's my thing with Amanda Waller. She's a normie. She's like, how does she have so much power? Well, I understand she's a, I was going to say a bad word here. Ooh. She's sophisticated. <laughs> but um, I understand she's not a good person, but like, she's a normie. You're literally dealing she's with a gods. Normie. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what's like, that's the only thing I actually enjoy about her character is like what they play with when it comes to power. Like, it literally is the idea that some random Joe Schmo off the street can like hold so much power and everyone's like, why? And like, it, I don't know, I kind of like that and I like the nuance. And when it comes to like finally getting like bi- villains backstories, I love stuff like that. Like I love getting like 
what's their stuff? Because I feel like it's so easy to paint like superheroes in black and white. Like you're like, Superman's the good guy because he's the good guy, obviously. And Lex Luthor, he sucks. And that's it. And, and Lex Luthor is evil because he's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> because of capitalism. Catapolitic. And then catapolism. Catapolism. <laughs> because of capitalism. And so, I don't know. I love getting into like the other side and seeing it. So I think it'll be interesting to go into like this story knowing that he's usually a villain and see where they're like bring. Because I know in the trailers, he's like, my son died for me. And so it's like, there's <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> uh, actually technically killed his son. Well, nephew in the comic because he wanted the rest of that power. Ooh, so they changed oh, well, that. Oh, they changed it. Though. They might have. Maybe he's lying to himself. It's hard to tell oh, with adaptations. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, initially, um, he and his son were both gifted with Shazam's power, but his son wanted a more peaceful solution Teth Adam didn't really see it that way. He figured, you know what? There's no point in going soft on the Pharaoh. We just got to scorched earth and start anew. And I mean, almost kind of like what we had with Killmonger and uh, Black Panther in the first movie, I would argue. So, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see how much they adapt and where they take his character from there on. Yeah. But- you know, honestly, my biggest fear with it is the other closest association we've had to a villain protagonist movie, I would say, is the Sony Venom. And okay, yeah. I don't think any of us would argue that that is a villain protagonist. That is an anti-hero and a very light, light gray anti-hero yeah. at best. I'd categorize him as a hero, yeah. yeah. See, but that's yeah. the thing with, like, comic book movies. They shy away from treating a villain like a villain mm-hmm. they always try to give him some hope of good mm-hmm. when if if you're a if you're really leading a villain make him the worst being on the planet which is something i feel like joker did really well oh absolutely like, I, you know despite my feeling about the movie i definitely feel like he is a villain this is a villain story sort of deal mm-hmm. whereas a lot of these other ones like venom and maybe i don't know but the other ones but like Definitely make him feel like an anti-hero sort of situation. For sure. Because at the end of the day, you know, these movies are rated PG-13, right? Versus like the Joker, which is a hard R. You know, if they're rated PG-13, their target demographic is not 20-somethings. It's teenagers. 16, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. families. Families and, and teenagers, right? So studios think, oh, okay, you know, we have to like make this guy not so evil because we're going to market this towards families, right? Which to some degree, yes, I understand. But if you're making a villain movie, don't make him, uh, you know, maybe he's a good guy. No, if you're making a villain movie, make him the worst human being on the planet. That's my two cents. Yeah. Which would be super interesting to finally like, see in a movie. You know, I think that would be yeah. awesome. I don't think we've really ever had... The potential to have this kind of villain, especially on just this kind of scale, because you know, again, that's kind of one of the under other interesting points of potential is how do you finish a movie with a villain who has this much destructive potential, but then also leave the you know right. leave the planet standing, <laughs> but also not kill him off because you want him to come back in future movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that we didn't know that he was 
signed to a multi-movie deal. Like that's, to me, yeah, he is. So to me, when it comes to like, you know, superhero movies, if you really want me to feel the stakes of the movie, I don't want to know that, oh, he signed on for more movies. Because then I know nothing's going to happen. Right. I mean, one thing that uh, with like Infinity War, for example, those deaths still hit and we knew like, oh, hold up. They're like Black Panther 2 is still coming out, which I guess that didn't work out too well because Chad. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, like, good sir. You know, rest a lot of people walking out of that turn there. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. A lot of people walking out of the movie were like, oh, you know, everyone died. This still sucks. But like, they're signed on for multi-million. Like, they're still coming back. Exactly. And there's, yeah, little things like that, so. And, like, you know when a character's going to get killed off because their contract's ending. Mm-hmm. Like, example, Iron Man, right? We knew that was his last movie. So we assumed, all right, he's probably going to get marked. He's going to get marked. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the feeling in he's gonna the get journey chopped. of, like, we don't know how it's going to happen? No, absolutely. Which, you know. Like the One Piece, I know they're gonna find it. How they're gonna get there? That's all part of it. You know what I mean? It's been Twenty years. <laughs> hey, we're in the last. Uh, we're in the last. Uh, we're in the last little bit, so we're fine. What three anime more years? And my comic book movie <laughs> discussion. How dare sorry, you bring up sorry, anime here? Sorry, <laughs> we are on American Hustle. <laughs> uh, I don't think Black Adam is an American soul. You get the cross cultural cultural entertainment out of here. I can't words. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we just switch it over. We're like, anyways, who's looking forward to the Attack on Titan movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so like that's that's what I mean is I wish I didn't know that he was in a multi-movie deal because then it would it would feel like there's actual stakes. Yeah, but fair. to be fair with comic book movies, what main protagonist dies at the start of their first film? That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's because but like I said that's because that's because they want to the studios want to make more money right yeah if the studios were like hey let's just make a good movie and maybe later on then we'll worry about how we deal with you know bringing this character back do a one-off right mm-hmm. that's why to me you know as many problems as Moon Knight had it was great because it was a one-off quote-unquote yeah. right there's no confirm for Moon Knight to come back. It was a it was a limited series. And so to me, they treated it like that. And that's why I had a lot of fun watching it. And there was just not a lot of like connections with the rest of the MCU. I think they mentioned like the astral plane and like some of the other afterlifes. But besides that, it felt like it was its own thing, which was nice. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still have the little like Easter eggs for us MCU fans. So like, oh, I'm yeah. I got that reference to Leonardo DiCaprio meme, but <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. I yeah. got that. Nice. But yeah, you know, it's could be something entirely new for superhero movies. It could be the exact same thing we've already seen 50 times. That's what's getting me down. That's why I haven't I I've been falling behind when it comes to a lot of Marvel content recently because it's just like Screen. I don't believe you. They it's fell the off. same thing, and yeah. then I could go in there, and I'm like, I'm expecting to see something awesome, and then I'm like, that was a little not awesome, and so then I go home, and I'm disappointed, and then like, there's so many now. There's so yeah. many. There's too much content. I think that's my issue. There's just so much, and so. No, I agree, know. and I kind of miss when it was still not super mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like when Iron Man came out in 2008, I was ecstatic. 
because I saw it in theaters and I was like, yo, this is going to change movies just right out the gate. But like, you know, I don't blame you for not enjoying the the content recently because it's it's all gotten stale. You're right. Like mm-hmm. for Marvel example, right? The last good movie, you know, I heard like what Jackson was saying, Wakanda Forever was pretty decent. But um, before that, the last one that I liked was Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. That and was even it. that kept with the same sort of like structure that we've seen with MCU, but it mixed it up. And then like at the end of the day, he's fighting his dad and it's a similar sort of martial arts. But they were able to show that sort of creative freedom of like these fight scenes are some of the best fight scenes we've seen in the Marvel like cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Except and, like, for when they added CGI that didn't really work well. CGI dragon. Yeah. I don't know what has CGI happened in Marvel's is... CGI team. They're overworking their VFX artists and I yeah. will burn that point well, to the really... ground. It is not the VFX fault you want to know why capitalism yep. <laughs> they're creating yes i am bringing up capitalism again no they're they're cranking out movies that's like the whole thing they want to like yeah. have as many movies as possible but they were just so much better like you were saying like in the 2000s and like early 2010s when they were like only you only saw a marvel movie once every like four to six months and it was huge and you were like no way and now it's like there's a new marvel movie coming out at least once a month at this point and it's like a lot and they're every like I don't know. It's just you can tell there's not as much heart and soul going into these movies as there was. Absolutely. Now it's just a machine. Yeah, which and is unfortunate. That's why I think DC has the opportunity. They have the chance. Marvel slipped. Put some soul into your movies and it'll pay off. Take your time. <laughs> Take some time make to develop the story. Make it not just a superhero movie, but make it the Black Adam movie. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. What does the Blue Beetle movie look like? Sorry to go off on a tangent, yeah. but I am so excited for that. I mean, that's DC, right? That's yes, DC. it is. DC. Yeah. We when can see that, that sort of thing. But see, uh, Blue Beetle, like it has a know. chance to be goofy because the character is somewhat goofy, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, you I want a teen to... hero. He's inexperienced. He's... Exactly. Great. Lean into that, right? DC has the perfect opportunity in their hands. Marvel has slipped. Put soul in your movies, and I promise it'll pay off. Yeah. Just also making the audience wait, too. Like, I feel like the audience, like, just we in general have been so used to, like, getting a new movie out now and then. Like, there's no waiting. You're not, like, like the buildup from, like, Infinity War to Endgame, that was insane. Like, every single person. Oh, thank you. Parker looked up Blue Beetle for me because I did not know what was going on. Um, anyways, but, like, the buildup was so good. And then, like, seeing it on, the like, the day where everybody was in the theater and it was just wild. And it's like, we don't have that anymore. We might have that with, like, Avatar. That's been a big buildup. But I'm actually pretty know. excited about Avatar. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I am, too. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping, like, it is, like, an opening day experience where everyone's like, woo, or people yeah. are going to be like, eh. That's, well, during COVID, I think that's the number one thing that I missed was... Going to superhero movies on opening night, like everybody, you know, there's people dressed up. Like Batman yeah. was the first one after COVID where it was like that. Batman like the Minions movie. Batman was oh, the yeah. Minions <laughs> movie. Oh, the suits. That was, that was too good. Okay. I stand corrected. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like the theater was ecstatic. It was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, you could feel the presence. And that's what we've lost. Like Batman did such a good job for hyping up the movie you know they said hey we're leaning into the r hey you know robert pattinson's cool i promise <laughs> yeah robert pattinson yes, my biggest fear right was now. going into that movie oh it's just gonna be another christopher nolan type of take on batman and but now this time it's gonna be part of the dcu but no this was very different oh from my. 
I will take no criticism on the new Batman movie. Yeah. That is just such a good movie. I've seen that uh, like a heinous amount of times. Like it is probably not good how many times I've seen that movie. I also think it's a good point. Like we've been talking about the DCEU and we haven't even mentioned the Batman. Oh, yeah. Like just how disconnected that feels. And I would consider that's like one of their better movies if you consider Absolutely. that the DCEU. So like exactly. you're saying, separate, like we don't need to make this whole like connection of like, I guess what you were trying to say. I'm not everything needs to be in this one singular universe yeah. and that's yeah. make your really kind of freeing yeah. the DCEU it's just you that's don't why Marvel compelled to sorry pardon. no go go ahead but you don't feel the need to watch every single movie you can yeah. really just pick and choose what you want to watch and what you want to skip exactly and that doesn't sound you know good on the surface for from a business perspective but Capital. in terms of mm. a <laughs> consumer who's you know maybe on the fence about <laughs> i'm not sure i'm interested in these hero movies that can be really freeing i think yeah. and might be able to draw in people who are either burnt out of hero movies or given something that they don't expect yeah from absolutely those. and that's why i think marvel really succeeded because from phase one to three remember how it was it was hey this is the captain america movie hey this is the iron man movie hey this is a you know whatever movie like they were individual mm -hmm. right sure at the end they would combine into this avengers you know this crazy all you know merged movie but they gave each character their own story and their own way to grow and that's why we got so attached so fast yeah and you right? care about each person it's like a crossover episode when they all come together and you're like wait i care about each of these characters individually and they're all talking to each other that's crazy exactly that's why Avengers was such a big deal is because they put so they put literally years into the making mm -hmm. of this and then they brought them together and people's minds were blown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is one thing about Black Adam that's going to be a little like rough to deal with is like we're getting introduced to like five new characters in one movie and that that can be rough to do like Absolutely. right out mm -hmm. the gate because it's like you want to care about them and having like all that backstory just like thrust upon one movie when it's supposed to be the Black Adam movie is kind of intense. So we'll I see. <laughs> yeah, we will certainly see. Uh, guys, have any closing thoughts you want to add before we cap off today's discussion? This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. This was a great time. <laughs> Can't wait to come back next week and yeah. actually yeah. see the movie and yeah. talk about it that way. We're gonna analyze. Uh, yeah, we're gonna analyze, but yeah, yeah. You know, just so many expectations, so many possible ways it could go. I think that's what makes it a really interesting film. So, you know, thanks for listening to Wishful Thinking. We hope you enjoyed listening to our unsolicited opinions. And <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions on what we should look at next, let us know at geekwave at ustudentmedia.com. And if you are not already subscribed, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ooh. The Geek Wave and our website yeah. at thegeekwave.com. Also, if you want to keep in touch with Utecast as a whole, they've got an Instagram at ute.cast. And all of these handles will be in the show notes. Thanks to University of Utah's student media, Utecast, and Geek Wave for making wishful thinking possible. And we will catch you next month or next week. Ooh.